The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome back from the break. I hope that was a nice break for you. Those of us here in the Bay Area, the, it's, uh, the weather is really nice today. I went for a short little stroll. I hope that you had uh, did something nice too, nice and supportive. So I want to build a little bit on what we talked about earlier um, with the guided meditation practice was this idea that we can tune into the physical experience, that component or that component of the emotion, or there's different ways we could understand this, the, or the way that the emotion is being expressed or reflected. However way we want to understand it or whichever language we want to use it, we can, might we uh, use the expression tease apart or deconstruct the different elements of our experience, including those that are physical, which we pointed to with the guided meditation, and then those that are not physical, which is a huge range, is a really uh, big portion of our experience. And that's what I'd like to talk a little bit about today, is to build on what I had done, what I spoke about before, but to um, now turn towards the non-physical elements. So as Susie mentioned at the, uh, at the beginning of our day long here, that this practice that we will be offering and some of those very specific practices will, um, are based on an, a questioning, an investigation, an exploration of our experience. So it's not only that we are dropping into some quiet space and kind of being numb and not feeling emotions and therefore everything is okay. And it's not the type of investigation that's looking for the origins of exactly why we're experiencing what we're experiencing, like something that we might do in psychotherapy. But this is a little bit different. This investigation is more about to reveal the different elements that are present in our experience that are contributing to our experience with this idea that um, we can then work with the different elements, one, and two, just the recognition that there are different elements alone can cause a shift in our relationship or the shift in the experience itself. So both those things, that recognizing that things can be uh, deconstructed into different elements and then um, not only that, the different elements we can um, use, dare I say, as uh, levers or knobs or something like this that um, we can use to learn about ourselves. We can learn about the nature of all of our experiences and to help us navigate and gain confidence with our emotional lives. So in contrast, we often have this habit of distracting ourselves or um, numbing out in some kind of way. 
So what we would like to offer here is something a little bit different, is like to lean into, but with a spirit of kindness, with a, an attitude of curiosity. So what are some of these mental elements that we might look at or experience when we think about emotions? And one would be like the texture of the mind. And um, I'll be using some kind of vague language, but sometimes there's, I use really precise language. And um, I think today there's going to be a little bit more vague or um, I don't know what the word is, maybe the opposite of precise. And part of the reason why I'm doing that is so that we can all find our way there. So I'm going to be trying to offer some specificity, but also in a way in which you can find your, your own experience. So we're using this word texture. Some examples of the texture of the mental element might be something like, is it bright or is it dull? the awareness, let's say. Or does it feel uh, spacious? Or does it feel tight and constricted? Or does it feel easeful or agitated? So that's one way we might think about as the texture of our mental experience. And of course, the texture, we might also... Um, relate that to the like the attitude in the mind that we have. And of course, this affects our perceptions. We all know this. We all know that when we're tired and hungry, we relate to irritants differently than when we're just feeling happy and having a picnic out there in the beautiful nature, for example, with our loved ones or, you know, the same... Um, having flies around, you know, maybe really upsetting when we're tired and hungry and at the, I'm just making this up, at the end of a hike and we feel like we went too far and we're never, are we even going to make it back? Those flies are really annoying. But if we're just out with our loved ones and relax, the flies are just a little minor irritant. So we all know this, that the state of mind that we are in affects our perceptions, the ways that we react to it. And so if we're not aware of them, of the texture or the attitude, then um, we might not be aware of how colored our perception, our experience is. In some ways, we might say that the mind state, the mental aspect of our experience, is a womb from which all kinds of things can be born and our interpretations or um, our reactions. So that's one part of when I say mental elements, one part can be like this texture. Another, of course, is um, can be the um, thoughts. So there can be not only uh, the presence or absence of thoughts, but there can be a different quality to the activity of thinking. So example, there might be like this real pressure of thinking, like this, like I gotta figure this out, I gotta think, 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 think. That type of uh, 
pressure or there might be a slipperiness of like, okay, I think there, I think there are thoughts around here, but they're kind of vague and floating and um, um, maybe not so well formed. They're a little slippery. So there's the activity of thinking can have a quality. As well as, of course, the, um, the content of the thoughts might be different themes. There might be things like planning, okay? In order to um, take care of everything, I got to make sure that as soon as I finish this day long, I got to run to the store and pick this up and I got to send that email to this other person. You know, there's that kind of planning, planning, planning. Or there might be uh, thoughts that are about uh, worrying. Oh, I hope this doesn't happen. And oh my gosh, this other thing might happen. So there might be certain themes or fantasizing of uh, how we're going to fix something or save something or maybe just pure escapism. And then there's the... Uh, another part, uh, of course, of thoughts is to notice whether they are images or voices. So the, the format in which uh, our thoughts might be. So you can see, we can really look at all these different aspects of our mental experience. Including, yet one more, is what are our reactions to what's happening? What are our responses to what's happening? Might be this quiet uh, little voice, kind of maybe in the back, maybe not even so clear, that says something like, I hope this never ends. You know, that kind of feeling or, or, or this thought, I'm going to feel like this forever. Now that I... I've discovered this, whether it's a terrible feeling or a really happy feeling. We have this feeling like, okay, now I got it all figured out. I'm going to feel like this forever. So also our reactions to our responses, our responses or reactions to what we're feeling is also part of the mental element. So, Vipassana practice, mindfulness practice, is very often about noticing our experience. And noticing, the act of noticing is an experience itself, of course. It's yet one more mental element, right? Just the activity of noticing and noticing that we're noticing. And this introduced something new into like the internal ecosystem, so to speak. So there's a way in which uh, mindfulness practice in an open, warm-hearted way can shift our experience because it introduces something new into all these elements that I just described that might be there. There might be this texture or themes or quality or... Uh, recurring thoughts. But also, not only just noticing, but the manner in which we are noticing. That is, there might be a way, I've heard um, Joseph Goldstein um, describe it as 
in order to mind. So I'm noticing in order to make it go away. I'm noticing in order to make it stay here and really feel it. So there, there might be this noticing that's with a little bit of an agenda. There's a noticing that's um, not just a, a bare awareness. Or So sometimes we have reactions to our experiences that um, tie the knot tighter. Like if, if we are feeling there's an emotion that's really tangled and it feels like a big knot, and we are bringing an awareness, we want to deconstruct it, we want to notice it, but we're bringing it with this attitude or a stance of, I hate this, I got to get rid of it, or I want to ignore it, I wish it weren't there. It might be a way, or the manner in which we are noticing might be just tying the knot tighter. It might be exacerbating it. As opposed to, if we can bring an attitude of, openness, some warm-heartedness, some allowing, some acceptance, then that can allow the knot to untangle. And this points to something really important. The attitude we bring, the way in which we are noticing has an impact on our experience. And we all know this from our daily life. As I said, when we're tired and hungry, we behave differently. But this happens at such a subtle level. It happens to all of our experiences. And in a way in which the tone of our attitude affects our experience. So there's a way there's a way in which we bring um, our mindfulness to our experience. We can deconstruct it, noticing the physical experience as well as the mental experience. And within the mental experience, maybe we can feel into the quality or the or the uh, tone or you know. Th- There's so many different aspects of it. Maybe there's some specific thoughts we might notice. And then just that activity of noticing will shift something, but also the the attitude in which we are noticing brings something also. And then we'll build on this theme more in the afternoon about how uh, things Those things that we can deconstruct, simplify, deconstruct, are constructed. So maybe with that, I'll send it over to Susie, and she can lead us through a guided meditation. Thank you.